Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Less sins, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. I have a very special guest this week, a gentleman by the name of Jason Cutter, sales success architect for Cutter Consulting Group, in Fort Myers, Florida. Despite having a bachelor's degree in marine biology, working in tech support and government contracting roles, and not getting his first official sales job until the age of 27, Jason founded the Cutter Consulting Group with a focus on coaching and training individuals and being hired by companies around the world who want to dramatically improve their selling effectiveness. Jason is the author of Selling with Authentic Persuasion, Transform from Order Taker to Quota Breaker, and the host of the Authentic Persuasion Show, the Scalable Call Center Sales Podcast, and Call Center Confidence with Cutter and Kat. The focus of this week's session is Selling with Authentic Persuasion. Welcome to the podcast, Jason. Thanks for having me, Ian, and uh, I love that intro. I, I, I need to have you uh, tell me that intro more often, get me all pumped up. There you go. There you go. A good friend of mine wrote it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, good. it's great to have you on, uh, and thanks for taking the time, Jason, from uh, sunny Florida. I'm up here in rainy Vancouver right now, so we're all wishing we were there. Um, <laughs> I, I'd love to ask you a few questions, if that's all right. Would, would that be okay? Let's, let's do it. All right. The first one is, it made me a little confused before we chatted before, but what is, what is it about your path in life that led you to your ability to sell so effectively, Jason? Well, I think, uh, you know, I think there's two general camps of people who are in sales and successful. There's the natural born salesperson, which uh, I, I will argue doesn't actually occur, but there's people who have some tendencies towards it. And then there's others who kind of fell into sales accidentally uh, or just life took them that way. And I think the biggest thing for me that has made me successful selling my for myself as well as like training and developing sales organizations is the fact that I was not destined to be in sales in any way for the first uh, many decades of my life. Um, I, I was a late blooming only child who was bullied as a kid and didn't really fit in anywhere. And uh, the punchline of, of my upbringing is the fact that my, I got a bachelor's degree in marine biology and tagged sharks for years because I saw sharks as the safest and best way to go uh, as an alternative to dealing with people. Uh, and I thought that was a better, a better career path 
Um, and then life took me where it did. And when I did find myself in sales, it was from the lens of somebody who had bad experiences, watching other people be sold, uh, being sold myself and wanting to help people buy, um, without it feeling like the classic old sales model, which I will condense. That's what buyers want. Anyways, they want someone to help them not to sell them. So very well said, uh, Jason. Absolutely. Helping the customer being on their side of the desk and helping them with their business problem is a far better lens come through than I've got this product. How do I sell it to you? And so I totally concur with, with what you're saying. Really interesting what you said earlier about tagging sharks. So you can see a shark coming. It's on your radar. So we're trying to not create you know, sharks in salespeople. But, but quite the quite the opposite. That's such an intriguing story. Uh, next question for you, if you don't mind. Why do you think most people end up being an order taker in their sales roles? Well, I think for that that population who's kind of like me, where it wasn't a decision early on in life, or at some point to go into sales, and they found themselves in the sales then they end up like I was early on if they're more on the order taker spectrum. An order taker is not a negative and it's not a permanent condition. It's usually just a state of affairs, especially when you look at somebody's statistics, right? Are they closing only the easy ones and then hoping everyone else buys from them and are the versus being a sales professional who's following a process and, and actually leading people across the best finish line for them. And I think when you have experiences like I did as a kid where, um, you know, growing up every few years, we'd go to car dealerships and I would sit there in a, a lobby watching one of three TV channels in a room that smelled like stale coffee and, and tires watching them throw every person they could at my parents to get them to, to buy a car, you know, leaves that connotation. And then what happens is, you know, people get into sales with experiences like that and they don't want to do that to other people. And they think that sales equals pushing people and manipulating and tricking and something you're doing to other people. And they, they think that's what sales is. And then there's movies like Boiler Room and Wolf of Wall Street that just confirm what, you know, sales, when it's done a certain way means, and people just don't want to do that. And so they don't want to be a hypocrite. So they go to the other extreme. And, or what I also see a lot of in my consulting uh, business is that companies just aren't giving enough training. They're hoping that if they hire enough people, those people will figure out how to sell and they're not teaching them and training them and giving them the tools and the guidance on how to actually sell. And that's why I wrote my book, Selling with Authentic Persuasion, because there's so many people out there who are in sales that literally are getting no guidance. I, I couldn't agree. Amazingly said, like very, very well said. There's just not enough best practices training going on in the world of selling. And selling, as we know, is the oldest profession in the world. A lot of bad behaviors have come before it. And you're right. Most people new to the, to the world in selling, we go, I don't want to be anything like that. I don't want to be the wolf on Wall Street or Boiler Room or there's so many other movies, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, that teaches the worst things to do. Um, but so then where does it leave them? What do I do? And, and so that, that truly is, uh, uh, it's a major issue in the world today. And 
Training's never done. I, I always look at it that it's a journey. The world changes. Value propositions, customer needs, competitive offerings, uh, online, offline. There, there's so many variables and, 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 and things to take into account, and they're moving. It's an ongoing process. So learning is a journey, and training should never end. Kind of leads me to my third question for you, Jason, and it's, it's, a, it's a nice one from the second one, which is, what does it take to be effective in sales today? Well, I think it's, uh, you know, going off of what you were just talking about and then the debate, you know, that I mentioned earlier about natural born salespeople versus, you know, others that are in it. Um, you know, I think there's five traits and I, I cover these in the book, but there's, there's five traits that I've found for myself and for others to be successful in sales from the salesperson side. And then we'll talk about the other side as well. Um, but it's openness, curiosity, creativity, persistence and authenticity. And like you were saying, it's a training never stops, developing never development never stops. A good organization with those core values and a very effective salesperson is at first very open and then also very curious, right? Like when you give that person feedback, they're open to it. They want to get scripts, they want to get training. Um and, and that's usually the divide between somebody who's been in sales for a long time, and sometimes somebody who's new. Uh, it's not so much the experience, it's are they open? Do they want to learn? Do they want to continue to grow? Or do they know it all, air quotes, right? And, and just let me do what I do best mode, which is usually dangerous. Um, so I think those five traits are really important for anybody who wants to be effective in sales. You can, you can absolutely learn those things, and I'm proof of that. And then everything else that people think you must have, extroversion, charisma, storytelling, those kind of things, that's not necessarily what buyers want. What they want is you to be authentically you. They want you to be their guide and they want to get help from you. And that's really what they're looking for. To be effective in sales right now in this day and age, 2021, is realizing that the old school model, like you said, sales is, is the oldest profession or one of the oldest professions been around forever is that not uh, up till not too long ago sales and selling effectiveness was about the fact that you had all the information and that customer didn't and you held all the cards right look at buying cars five years ago 10 years ago 20 years ago versus now where 20 years ago if you wanted to know what the price of the car was you looked it up in the newspaper you had to go in the dealership and if you didn't like their price, you wanted a better deal and you didn't know if it was a good deal, you'd have to drive down the road or to the next town to compare. And now no one would ever do that, right? No one's going to walk into a dealership without looking it up. And so the, the times have changed and consumers, business to consumer, buyers within companies who are, they're all the same. We're all humans. Um, they don't need knowledge and information. What they need is wisdom, and they're looking for a guide who they feel safe following who are going to help them achieve what it is they're looking for. That's wonderful. A guide. I, I, I think you framed that so well, Jason. I, I truly do. And, and you're right. Um, there, there's so much uh, confusion out there, and the, the Internet and access to online can add, I mean, it can create some certainty and shortcuts for the buyers, but it can also add a, a level of confusion for the sellers because it, it, it's, it's such a big 
a big dynamic that we're dealing with and ever changing. And and things happen. Salespeople, as you said, that they'll learn, they'll get good. Those five beautiful nuggets you laid on us, fabulous. Thank you for that. And that'll certainly create some interest for your book because uh, I'm sure you explain them in grand detail in the book. Um, that those are fabulous and and great things can happen for salespeople. Sometimes though, and we've all probably been through this in our selling career, whether it's been for 20 years or, or, or two months, uh, sales slumps happen. Why do you think sales slumps happen, Jason? Well, and, and the one thing about slumps that's interesting is a lot of times people think, okay, if I hit a slump, I'm going to do that. And then it's never going to happen again. And, and I think one part for everyone to keep in mind is that slumps are a constant part of sales. Now there's two different slumps that can happen. One that I want to talk about, but one I want to at least acknowledge is sometimes there's slumps that occur because there's just not enough at bats. There's not enough opportunities and conversations happening. That kind of a slump is usually because of a lack of activity. That's where as a salesperson, you're not planting enough seeds in spring and then you're wondering why you're starving to death in winter, right? Because you didn't do the activity. Instead of doing what it takes, you're not. And I see that a lot where salespeople, they make their eight calls a day, they send five emails, they're, they're spending time on LinkedIn, and then they're wondering why they're not having enough conversations. Um, that's different. That's an activity issue. And that's usually people just need to step up and put in more effort. The other side of the slumps, which is more of a mystery, which is harder to look at in the numbers and go, well, you're not working hard enough, is the slumps where you're having conversations, but those conversations aren't converting. And I will tell you, based on all the experience I have of observing it and even getting to the point now in companies and with my clients, I will actually take data and I can predict within a week to two weeks, exactly when slumps are going to happen for each new rep. The common theme is that in the beginning when someone's new and they're open and they're curious and they're creative and persistent and authentic, what happens is they just follow directions. You give them a script and some guidance, some training. They listen to what's being said. They listen to their manager. They, they ask questions. They don't know very much. So they're not over explaining and over talking to every prospective customer on the phone. And they're not just doing sales and sales mode like we might expect. And that works really well. Then what happens over time is they think they figured it out. They've heard enough objections. They've overcome enough issues. They, they, they can explain the product with their eyes closed. And so they stop listening and they start talking and over talking and doing most of the talking. And what happens? That's not what consumers want. Consumers want to know that, like Bob Berg says, that you know, like, and trust them. That's how they're going to start making those decisions. Salespeople forget that, go into professional sales, you know, information overload mode, and, uh, and then it, it really hurts them. And the key, if, if you're in a slump in sales, go back to what worked in the beginning, and I promise it will work again. That's beautiful. That's the authentic sell site. I, I've been doing this for a long time, like yourself, Jason, and there's always two suspect areas in any salesperson's pipeline. And, and the, the first one is the activity, which is really about con consistent uh, quantity 
right? So that, that there's a muscle there. There's a sales muscle where we've got, you know, a good daily bread, a good routine going on to feed the pipeline. So that's the, the quantity aspect. And then the, the, the other suspect area can be the quality. Are we listening? We've got two ears, one mouth. Are we, you know, truly getting deep into the client's business pain and building that trust and rapport and being that guide? I love the word guide that you brought up. So completely agree with, with what you said about sales slumps. And yes, they're a part of sales life. Just because you've had one doesn't mean you've ticked the box, got the t-shirt, and it won't happen again. They're going to happen. Then your only offense, uh, your only defense, rather, in sales is a good offense. So have enough other activity and, and deals in your pipeline that you can withstand some losses along the way. And sustainability can be yours, for sure. We agree. So that, that's all on the selling side of the desk. I'd like to, to get to the other side. So how have buyers changed over time, Jason? What have you seen? Well, and I think we've, we've touched on it many times is that buyers no longer want purely information, right? There's times where they need some information, they need some data, and that will help tip the scales into what the right choice is. But, you know, fundamentally now for most of us in, in, uh, in first world countries, we have all the world's knowledge and information within arm's reach of us 24-7, even, even though we all know we shouldn't have our phones next to us while we sleep. We literally all do, uh, most people do, such that even if I wanted, if I woke up from a dream at one o'clock in the morning and I had a question I needed answering or I needed to know a fact about something, I no longer have to wait until the next day to then go into a library and then look it up in an encyclopedia. I just roll over and look it up. And so the, the challenge is that salespeople are still selling on the old school. And again, what buyers want, and I'll just keep saying this over and over again, is they want someone to help them apply wisdom. And wisdom is defined as that application of knowledge and information, but they don't just want wisdom for the sake of wisdom because there's a lot of salespeople are like, okay, I can do that. I'll help people make wise choices, but they're treating everyone the same. The problem is you have to always remember, and this is all of us. We're not just picking on buyers. We are all buyers. We are all humans. Is that everyone thinks they're the center of their own universe. Everyone thinks everything revolves around them and that they're a unique snowflake. And we're all like that. I'm like that in areas of my life as well. And we all think we're, we're special. And, as a salesperson, you've got to make sure that your buyer feels special and that you treat them like they're special and that you make sure the wisdom applies to them specifically so that they know that whatever path you're taking them on up the mountain is the best path for them, not the same path you give everybody. Absolutely wonderful knowledge and wisdom and jewels you've just laid down right there, Jason. My guest on the podcast this week has been Jason Cutter, sales success architect for Cutter Consulting Group in Fort Myers, Florida. Now, many of the listeners, I'm sure, are wondering, Jason, how can they best get a hold of you? How can the listeners reach out, maybe get access to your book, or maybe they want to talk to you directly? How would people best do that? Well, the simplest way is to email me, jason at cutterconsultinggroup.com. Uh, if you're running a company, you want to talk about any projects, different things we can do to help with that. Or if you're an individual salesperson, I do have some worksheets and different uh, training guides that I send out. Uh, email me and I'm happy to send those. Just let me know 
you know, what parts you want to work on. My hub that I have for everything that I have going on from the books to the podcast, jasoncutter.com is a great site to go to, to get started and then, you know, look up all that. And then, you know, one of the biggest things I'm really excited about is not just for salespeople, but to help the leaders, because a lot of times salespeople get promoted into leadership roles and they're on their own and they have no guidance, but they want to be successful. And if that's happened to you or you run a company where you've done that to your leaders, um, then definitely email me, Jason at CutterConsultingGroup.com, because I'm doing a lot of work with leaders to help them be better leaders in sales, which will then ultimately help the whole organization. Absolutely. Jason, again, once again, thank you for for taking the time and being on uh, the show this week. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks for having me, and this has been a blast. Absolutely. We'll, We'll do this again. Thank you all for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. Make it a great day. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons. More wins. With Ian Selby.